Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. D.C. school kids now have more time to get their mandatory vaccinations. This is Kyle Cooper. A strike by staffers at American University appears to be over. A tentative deal has been reached. The affidavit supporting the search warrant for former President Trump's Florida home was made public today, but in a redacted version. It's 12 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Mayor Rubin in New York. Redactions and revelations. The affidavit for Mar-a-Lago shows concern about the storage of classified information. CBS's Robert Costa reports from West Palm Beach. The FBI agent who wrote the affidavit also said there was probable cause to believe that evidence of obstruction will be found at Trump's property, as well as contraband, fruits of crime, and other items illegally possessed. Trump and his Republican allies remain frustrated with the search and with the Justice Department. His spokesman today saying the affidavit was overtly political. Former Trump intelligence official John Radcliffe spoke to CBS's Catherine Herridge. The unsealing of this today isn't going to do much to, again, tamp down the, the chaos, the, the confusion. Stocks plunged Friday, reacting to the Fed's plans to raise interest rates again. I'm Tom Foti. Although gasoline and beef prices have dropped a bit of late, the nation's central bank remains sufficiently worried about inflation to keep acting against it, even at a risk of slowing economic growth, meaning more interest rate hikes are coming. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell. While higher interest rates, slower growth, and softer labor market conditions will bring down inflation, they will also bring some pain to households and businesses. These are the unfortunate costs of reducing inflation. Some investors felt that pain right away as major financial markets nosedived with drops of 3% or more. College students heading back to campus are being warned about monkeypox. Meg Oliver reports. Of the some 17,000 cases nationwide, New York has the most of any other state, followed by California, Florida, and Texas. How are you educating students? So we have posters up in all the bathrooms on campus, as well as common spaces on campus that students are in and would access, and also providing them information about health and infectious disease in general and how they can best prevent themselves from getting sick while they're here at college. That also also includes having testing in place for students who might show symptoms like fever and a characteristic rash. Amplify Energy reached a deal over last year's Southern California oil spill. KCBS-TV's Michelle Geely says they will pay $13 million and more. In addition to the fines, which will compensate for the money spent cleaning up the 25,000-gallon oil leak, the energy companies will install a new leak detection system to better monitor its 17-mile-long pipeline in the San Pedro Bay. We'll notify regulators of leak detection alarms and agree to semi-annual visual underwater inspections. A Chipotle in Lansing, Michigan voted to unionize the first of the chain's 3,000 locations to do so. This is CBS News. WTOP and Silver Diner now bring you free lunch Friday to thank you for listening to WTOP, whether you're at home, at work, or on the go. Three winners every Friday. Enter to win free lunch courtesy of Silver Diner and plan your next lunch in with up to five additional guests. There's something for everyone at Silver Diner with over 100 menu items, including vegan and gluten-free options and your diner favorites. So don't miss out. Enter to win today at WTOP.com. Search free lunch. WTOP at 1203.
It's Saturday morning, everybody. Welcome in. August 27th, we've made it to the weekend. Mostly cloudy, muggy this overnight early morning. Possible shower before daybreak. Lows in the 60s and 70s. We're at 76 right now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Lane. We thank you for taking us along for your weekend morning ride. Topping the local stories we're looking at for you as we do begin this hour, midnight, heading into this Saturday with you. The then 17-year-old convicted of taking part in the Beltway sniper killings wins an appeal of his sentence in Maryland. In a 4-3 ruling, the Maryland Court of Appeals found Lee Boyd Malvo's current sentence of multiple life terms without parole unconstitutional. New laws impacting the Eighth Amendment say such sentences are cruel and unusual punishment unless the juvenile is found to be incorrigible or hopelessly incapable of remorse and rehabilitation. As the sentencing judge in 2002 didn't make such statements about the teen, the appeals court ruled the circuit court should re-sentence Malvo. But even if he were to get a lighter sentence, it probably won't see him free in this lifetime. Malvo's already serving multiple life sentences in Virginia, and his Maryland sentence would begin after those are served. Michelle Morello, WTOP News. WTOP News Time 1204. Police have ID'd the suspect this week, wanted in connection to a fatal shooting in a Hyattsville food court mall on August 18th. Now they just need to find him. Prince George's County has officially charged 33-year-old Stephen Edward Jones this week of Washington, D.C. He's accused of killing 20-year-old Darian Herring of Hyattsville. Police say the shooting occurred after an argument between the two men at the mall at Prince George's. The Hyattsville man was pronounced dead at the food court mall by mall police after shots actually rang out. A $25,000 reward is being offered this morning for information leading to the arrest in this case. Also new this morning, we're learning more now about what led to Tuesday's stabbing of a man and woman on a platform at the Metro Station, the Center Station. According to charging documents this morning, the man and woman are a couple, and they say that Antoine Turner made unwanted romantic moves toward the woman. That led to an argument, they say, which escalated, and Turner pulled out a knife, stabbing the man and cutting the woman. The man is still hospitalized in critical condition this weekend. Metro Transit Police arrested Turner the next day and his job at his job at Sweet Green Restaurant on I Street Northwest. Turner telling police he only said hello to the woman, and the man became aggressive, telling him that she was his girl. Turner says he stabbed the two in self-defense because he was afraid he was going to be attacked. WTOP at 12.06. The first day of fall classes for D.C. public schools starts next week on Monday. But Friday, D.C. school officials pushed back the timeline for students to actually get required vaccinations, including against COVID. Younger students grades pre-K through fifth grade have until October 11th and older students grades 6 through 12 have until November 4th to get their regular vaccinations done or be asked not to come to school. All students now have until January 3rd to get a COVID vaccination. D.C. Deputy Mayor for Education Paul Kine. This is the best way we think we can ensure enforcement for the first time in years of our routine pediatric immunization which is so critical to school health uh, along with complying with uh, council legislation on COVID-19. About 28,000 D.C. students are not up to date on routine vaccinations. About 15% of students between 12 and 15 are not up to date with their COVID shots. Kyle Cooper, WTOP News. This change applies to all D.C. public and charter schools. WTOP at 12.07, an update on traffic and weather coming the right up. The following is a paid commercial message. This is Bishop Michael Burbage of the Catholic Diocese of Arlington. Jesus says, as you enter a house, wish it peace. Despite our best intentions, our homes at times can become places of tension between family members and relatives. It could be a conflict between siblings or a gentle disagreement between parents and children 
over something inconsequential. Hopefully, the issue is short-lived. Just as parents are the first teachers of their children, the home is a snapshot of our culture. We can choose to inspire others in our family by respecting and treating them with kindness, or we can cause dissension by being selfish, petty, and unforgiving.